0: Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host Tal, and today I got another special guest with me, Perry. Introduce yourself.
1: Hi everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Perry, also known as Agent P3. Um, if you don't know me, I make a. U- I have a YouTube channel um, where I talk about you know video games. Well, not video. I shouldn't start with video games because uh, I-, I only did one, but i talk about movies and tv shows primarily and i'll make more video game videos in the future but most recently um i made a boys video that really popped off and uh, you probably know me from that if you, if you didn't know who i was already and uh yeah thanks hal for letting me on i i, I think i begged you to let me join this because i'm a really huge fan of of this podcast this is like my favorite podcast oh your favorite podcast yeah i mean I was a lie but <laughs> <I was kidding. laughs> um but to be honest, I I for w- saying it.
0: I to- I know I told you to say that before we started recording.
1: <laughs> right, but um, no, I uh, this is a true story. I I try to watch your, your podcast like genuinely, and I I, I do want to watch it. But like the most of the movies you have, I I don't haven't seen, so I don't want to spoil it for myself. I did watch the uh, part of the video you did with um I think one of James other editors uh, where y'all talk about Nope.
0: Yeah, um, that was with Puff. We yeah, talked yeah. about
1: Nope and Mirror Mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 haven't seen Mirror Mask, but I saw Nope, and I watched up to when you uh, talked, talking talk about uh, Nope. But like that was, a, that was a good video. So I, I do like your videos. If that's Thanks, dude. Constate. Yeah, no, yeah. Problem, no
0: problem. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, appreciate hearing that people like the show, yeah. which is good. I mean, I like doing the show. I like having people on, so that's good.
1: Yeah, it's good to talk to people um, about movies and stuff. That was why I asked if I could could join. Yeah, oh, right exactly.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of movies to talk about, let's talk about a movie. Uh, <laughs> Great.
1: So condition.
0: I'll I'll let you take this one. We watched American Psycho, so uh, talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I think this is. Uh, I, I think you said this. This is your first time watching American Psycho. Uh, no, this well. is like my third time. Oh, okay. Never. Oh, well, this is my first time watching American Psycho, and I know that's I, that's probably. Uh, I, I lose some some YouTube review points for not seeing this because this is a very iconic movie. But um, yeah, yeah like I, I've heard you know, I've heard about American Psycho. I've seen all the memes. You know, like, there's a lot of memes of American Psycho. But I, I've never actually seen it. This is my first time, and I was actually very fascinated by it. Um, for starters, I want to say uh, the the Rotten Tomato score for this movie is very low. It's like at sixty percent. Is I, it really sixty? Yeah, yeah, I can. Hey, let me check. Oh one my one. god. Yeah.
0: That, that fucking website. Yeah, it, I could
1: rant about that website <laughs> for
0: hours. Yeah,
1: but like, I I think it's from like when it first came out. I don't think it was as well received as uh, it was it is now because I think it had like a cult following. Only you know, mega Psycho. Um, yeah, it's like like sixty eight percent, which I I don't think it's deserves that. I, I in my opinion, I think it maybe should be like you know seventy low, high seventy low eighty, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, this this is a, uh, so, sorry, (laughs) I'm going all over the place. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I had, like, no expectations. I knew this was a good movie, but the Rotten Tomatoes score definitely kind of, like, made me, like, pause. Like, is this actually as good as everyone says it is? And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, I I went to the movie thinking, uh, you know, American Psycho is obviously a, is supposed to be a, um, like a parody or an an allegory for like the American way, like maybe this guy is, uh, he he's, he presents himself as this this all American guy uh, who speaks all these American beliefs, but uh, on the inside, uh, he you know kills people and stuff like that, which is apparent from like the poster I'm looking at where he has blood all over his face, which is true. Like in, in the in the in the uh, movie itself. He makes all these speeches and um, and uh, statements about uh, calling people out for having like, anti-Semitic marks or racist marks, mark, or remarks on um, people. And then he, you know, says and, and acts very uh, racist and not anti-Semitic, but he acts racist towards some, certain people in the movie whenever it suits him. Which mm-hmm. is, I guess, I don't want to get too political, but that is kind of America somewhat in a nutshell. Uh but the movie actually is a little bit deeper than that, um, slightly, which I didn't really, I guess I didn't mm-hmm. really expect. Because my, my biggest takeaway from this movie, and this, this may have been um, something that someone already realized, so I, and I might look like a dummy for mentioning that, that I'm, this is my biggest takeaway, but uh, I think this is like the effects of someone who uh, achieved the American dream and Like how it affects you mentally because, like, this guy, we don't, we don't, uh, I think his name is uh, Patrick Bateman, um, who's played, Patrick Bateman, yeah, yeah, who's played, uh, beautifully by Kirsten Bale. um, and Beautiful. uh, yeah, Absolutely. love his performance. And uh, he, he, we don't know, learn about much of his past, but we, we learn enough for just my theory to, I guess, make some sort of sense. You know, the American dream is you know, you, you work hard and you can be anything you want to be, like, that's the American dream, like, you, you can start off However you want to, however, or grow, have any, whatever upbringing, whether it's poor or rich, and you, if you work hard enough and you network right people or whatever, then you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Um, so Patrick Bateman essentially is the bottom of that. You know, he went to a very accredited uh, college, he went to Harvard, and now he has a job as a, a bank seller. I think that's the. Hang on, is that is that right? Yeah, it's some like Wall Street Wall, job. Yeah, Wall I think. Street, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which he basically gets paid to do nothing. Like that, that's that's his job. that, that is literally like th- what everyone wants to to, to do. Like everyone mm-hmm. wants to so, to everyone wants money, but they don't want to work for it. You know, I I think that's. I mean, there's there's some some people that might want to work, but like they want to work for a job or have a job where it doesn't feel like work. Or, like, you come in every day doing something that you love, and you get paid for it. And that's basically what... Or, in in Patrick's case, uh, he he gets paid to do nothing, which is equivalent to that dream. Um, But the thing is, Mm -hmm. the twist on that is he is surrounded by people he doesn't like. You know, he's surrounded by um, all these, like, these idiots, essentially. Um,
0: He's surrounded by people, essentially, that he's trying to act like. Yeah. Like, he's essentially trying to fit in like there's actually a specific part in the movie where uh his girlfriend or his fiance is just like why do you hang out with these people and he's like because i'm
1: trying to fit in right right like he genuinely just says it out loud right. like that right and he gets uh you also get some um, j- jealous very easily he reminded me uh funny enough he might me a lot of homelander which i i, I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. um the writers for the boys took a lot of notes from this this uh, movie, um, which I mean, that's that's um both both of them have have like textbooks case psychopathy or whatever. I'm not I'm not a therapist. <laughs> so don't like, you know, <laughs> don't quote me on that. But like they, they both have yeah. traits of sociopath, uh, sociopathy or psychopath, psychopath, all that stuff, you know, all the those pseudoscience stuff. And um, and and uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, like they, they both they both get super jealous easily because they feel like they're above these people and all that stuff. And he essentially feels like he's trapped, kinda like Homeland. He they, they feel like they're trapped by what makes them successful, where Homelander is trapped by his fame and like him, his love for uh or his love of wanting to be loved. Patrick Bateman is kind of trapped by Society, societal norms, and his money and his wealth. Like he feels like he has to fit in. He feels like he has to have this, this fiance. Feels like he has to have this job. But he doesn't really like any of that. So he acts out mm-hmm. by killing these people, and uh, yeah. and taking out all of his pent up rage on these on these people. And the ending of the movie. And I, I I think we're doing spoilers, so I think it's okay for me to say the end of the movie. Uh, when he yeah, spoiled the hell yeah, out yeah, of it, yeah. man. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, we um. He, it is the movie ends with him trying to like confess his sins and like he thinks this is his, his out. But then, uh, you know, I, I don't remember if this was implied or, or actually com- confirmed, but he doesn't get in trouble. He doesn't, he doesn't pay for his actions. Cause I guess people covered up right. for him. Is that what happened? I think that's what happened. So
0: that's the interesting part. So, I mean, it's awesome that you're saying all these things. Uh, so I kind of want to get yeah, go my ahead. two cents in. Go ahead. Yeah. So there's, I remember a friend of mine actually did post uh, in my discord server like that there's three different ways of looking at the movie as a whole like the theming of it the mm-hmm. fact that at the end yes Patrick essentially just does get away with everything after like committing all these heinous acts like nothing comes of him doing all these terrible murders and stuff like that and there's like three ways of looking at it so there's one, society just doesn't care like he is in this position of power he's this rich guy he just can do whatever he wants because the people around him whether or not society as a whole cares like the people that he mostly interacts with and that is these yuppies in new york and wall street Mm -hmm. they just don't care because he's just so far gone and into this culture that like it doesn't matter right then there's like the second theory saying that there is actively people like forces unseen that are kind of covering it up so because he holds such a position of power like it actively is trying to make it seem like he never actually did commit these murders when he totally did right theory number three which is the one i subscribe to the most is that it's all in his head like I think because the movie and the the climax for those who have seen it and you remember like yeah it gets kind of goofy how yeah, like he's just running I, around shooting people on the street like he shoots those cop cars and they just explode <laughs> yeah, and
1: I was like what is happening go ahead sorry yeah.
0: <laughs> No but it's a, it's a it's a really it's a really interesting scene and I feel like it's a good indicator that I don't think the movie's supposed to be 100% legit I think a lot of it is in his head where he's that kind of like goes into his psychopathic nature. Like he's imagining that he's like killing all these people and he's committing these horrible acts and he's doing these horrible things because no matter what, even though he has these thoughts, even though he commits these horrible things, nothing's going to come of it. And I feel like that's a great, and that's the thing, like that's just three theories that I just listed off Mm -hmm. and all of them hold some sort of water. I think the second one less so because <laughs> it's never really shown that there are forces unseen w- working for his advantage. Right, right, it's like right. if if that's the case that's not really uh presented as well. And yes, the movie is intentionally vague, but I feel like that means theories like the first and the third one where it's like, oh, he did commit all these murders, but nobody cares. Or he didn't commit any of these murders and nobody cares. Like, it all works out anyway because the movie is so
1: vague. And I feel like that's where its strengths are at. Yeah. And I, I do like – this movie is a satire. Uh, which I, Yes, yeah, and yeah. it's very
0: satirical, I, absolutely. So I, do, I think that plays yeah. into, like, the vagueness of it all. Yeah, and
1: I do like that it does really hold your hand and, like, you, you can look at this and you can, like – come up with all these interpretations uh like you like you just did like or, or like the person in your discord server did which i didn't know you had and you need to add me to that um but sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um, <laughs> as you might have posted it in, the, in another discord that server that still not be named because i don't know if chris wants it to be out but anyway sorry yeah, uh, yeah. but uh i okay so i have mixed feelings about um the last year you said about it all being a dream like i mm-hmm. i don't really love um Dream theories too much because like, it, it, basically, you're watching this whole entire movie or this whole entire show or episode or whatever, and then all turns out to be you know not real. And basically, it's kind of a waste of time because like, why did I waste my time investing the story when none of it actually happened, none of it has any consequences and anything like that? um mm-hmm. And like, it, it is still interesting because like there, there there are ways you can make it interesting. Like I think this movie does make it interesting. And so does uh, Joker, um, the 2019 mm-hmm. movie. I'm sure you've seen that, right? Um, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it, it's kind of it plays into the character because, like, j- the Joker, like the Joker character, uh, th- his his whole character embodies that movie and how unpredictable and how unreliable it is. Because, like, uh, that, that 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 plays into his his mentality and his his psychology and all that stuff. So so, so does American Psycho with uh, Patrick Bateman, but like. I guess my issue with it is, I, so the last scene where he was blowing up, like, uh, cop cars killing people left and right without any consequences, I didn't really like that. And it it kind of, because it kind of goes back on the thing I said earlier where uh, the movie kind of lets you uh, figure things out on your own. And, and that scene where we're so ever talking silly and completely clashes with the tone of like the, the what we already saw, I feel like that sequence is telling you, Oh, this is a dream, none of this is happening and it's not really letting you kinda like figure it out if that makes sense. And I and that's probably why this movie is ranked a little bit lower than it should be. Because people probably saw that and was like, Why is it why are we like in a like a shooter call of duty video game right now? Like this is like a you know, this was like a like a psychological thriller like yeah. literally two seconds ago and now he's like blowing up cars and blowing up people and everything's fine everything's fucking dory like you know like i i, Which I just is this Fortnite? is that well Fortnite wasn't around back then but sure yeah i'm sure yeah. people like you know the kids today who whoever watches uh now probably think that too <laughs> but um yeah no like i i i think uh the the campiness of that scene definitely brings this movie down for me um, but mm-hmm. it, it is definitely a better satire in most movies. I, uh, a movie that comes to mind, um, and I'm sure you probably have a opinion on this is uh, don't look up, um, mm-hmm. which is probably the it's probably like <laughs> the, the best example of how to not do satire or at least how to do it badly. Now it, it, don't yeah. look up is, is, is decent satire, but it's not a good movie because it, it, it no. plays into the satire aspect of it too much. And it holds the his hands so much, like it's, the whole entire movie is, is telling you, oh, humans are dumb. You see how like uh, we we make arguments about how this obvious thing that's gonna kill these people, uh, how people are gonna it might not be real. Isn't that like you know this political thing that you saw like, the other day, like oh we're so stupid and all this stuff? And I'm like, dude, like, and all the characters are assholes. And it's like it's just it's it's not a good movie. But in this movie, the their characters are. are uh, the other characters besides Patrick are very flat and like one note, but that's the point because you know, mm-hmm. the movie is um, all from his perspective. And of course he's going to think because, because he doesn't like anyone and they're all going to be seen as these one note, like uh, a-holes and like uh, just annoying people. Cause that's like that, that kind of drives his motivation in the movie to do what he's doing. So uh, uh, that's a good use of satire because it, it, you, you're, you're exaggerating something to prove a point but it, it pushes the narrative and pushes the character. So i i think this is it's still it was good side tire up to that point where it, it became like a dream It was like a call of duty type of game mm-hmm. um but i how do you feel about that do you I, agree or
0: i do agree mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. like i do agree with the whole like oh it was all a dream like it does feel like a cop-out mm-hmm. i will say for this movie the reason i don't mind it is because i feel like the whole movie is very vague and yeah there is that bit at the end where it's like getting a little more obvious where he is like doing all these weird campy stuff where he is just shooting people randomly Mm -hmm. now with it being like all in his head i don't think and i i do agree like maybe in any other movie that would be kind of a cop-out but i feel like it works here because At the very end, when he's just like, I just confessed this whole thing to my lawyer, essentially, and nothing came of it. He specifically says, this whole confession has meant nothing. And I, and maybe this is just me, but I like to interpret it as, okay, everything up until then was all, like, in his head. But what's to say that because he just admitted all these terrible atrocities and nothing came of it... Does that mean then he's going to actually commit terrible atrocities? Like, what's to happen now? But we do see that in uh,
1: in America Psycho too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um. Yeah. yeah, but
0: I under I understand completely what you're saying. Like, it does seem a little like I will admit the first time I watched this movie, and there's that scene where like he just goes all out shoots people and like blows up the cop cars and then calls his lawyer and admits to everything and then nothing comes of it i admit the first time i watched it i'm like what the hell was that (laughs) but again as i said this is like my third time watching it Mm -hmm. upon rewatch, i've kind of just like once i knew to expect that and like once i watched the movie like with all of this in mind it does start to make a little more sense where you're just like okay it is being intentionally vague. I'm, this is my third time watching it. I'm kind of putting whatever I'm, I'm basically thinking what I feel like I can get out of it at this point. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think it's a little more vague. And because of that, it starts to make a little more sense. So it is something that obviously the first time around, you're just like kind of put off by it, but it does make a little more sense the more times you watch it. And the more, you start to interpret it the way you want to interpret it.
1: Right. That, that makes sense. And I, I do think mm-hmm. this movie is one of those movies that rewards you when you rewatch it more, which is something oh, yeah. totally. I definitely should do in the future. I also need to watch more movies in general, but that's a different mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but of course, uh, yeah, no, like I, everything you just said, I, I, I agree with. And I do, like I said, I do see this movie, like it kind of ends in a loop. Like, you know, like it, it, Oh it, yeah, it encourages you to go back and like pick up on certain scenes and then like analyze it like that, like you just said. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I still I still think um, I still don't like the how it changes tone so jarringly. Um, but sure, uh, I, I can see like why they they thought that was necessary. Uh, I just don't necessarily agree with it. Um, yeah, no,
0: I totally get that. Yeah, I personally think a lot of it is kind of goofy throughout just Mm -hmm. because i mean maybe that has to do with the fact that like it's kind of been memed now you know like similarly to how like the prequels have been memed and how the raimi trilogy have been memed like you watch these movies and they say these lines that you've seen a million times in memes and you're just like (laughs) funny line (laughs) funny meme (laughs) funny meme yeah so but i think I mean, and I still love the prequels and Raimi trilogy, obviously for different reasons. But I still like this movie, even though it has been memed and it's a part of meme culture. I think it still holds water in what it's trying to tackle. Oh yeah, for sure. sure. What it's trying to get across.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this movie, like made today, I think it would be a lot more well received because one of the uh, criticisms Mm -hmm. that they had back when this movie came out was that it was too violent. I, I thought it was pretty violent, but like, yeah. I, I, it's definitely tame compared to like a lot of TV shows and movies, especially that come out today. Uh, Like, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, The Boys is one. I just saw The Barbarian, or the the, it's, well, yeah, Barbarian, I think it was called. Uh, Yeah, it's called Barbarian. Yeah, Barbarian. I keep on adding the duh. Anyway, I saw that today. Uh, that's a little bit more violent than this movie, and um, that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's literally one of the best movies of this year. Um, so that, that's uh, there's another conversation now about the violence of America today or in, uh, in media. Um, but yeah, I, I, feel like I the, mean, I'm the, not
0: one to critique violence in movies. Like, if something's incredibly violent, I'm not one to be like, eh, "I didn't like it because it was too violent." Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even really find it this find this movie that violent. Maybe yeah. that's you know
1: attributed to me just being a sick fuck, but <laughs> you know, yeah, no, um, but um. Yeah, no, I, I think this movie still holds up. I, like I just said, mm-hmm. I think if it was made today, uh, this would definitely be one of the best. Like It would be more role-received instead of being a cult following like it has been. But, uh, you yeah, know, this this is it, a fantastic movie. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: It is, it is aged pretty well, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're saying if, if it was made today, it could have been made today. Like yeah. it's that timeless, honestly. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was made in 2000 and it takes place in like in the, the late 80s. 80s. like. yeah. It's timeless, dude. Like it yeah. holds up really well.
1: Yeah, yeah I completely agree.
0: But- Unfortunately, American Psycho two has not. Like, oh, you watch that movie? God. and You are like, this is
1: two thousand two, dude. No, yeah. So, um, I-, I guess if you want to talk about that now, um, I- yeah, we can talk. We can talk a little bit yeah. about it. <laughs> um, do, do we rate? Do we rate movies on here? Uh, do we want to rate American uh, Psycho or no? So
0: we- usually to round off the conversations, yeah. If you have nothing else to say about American Psycho, um, the way I kind of round off conversations as i talk about whether or not i'm going to keep it in my collection so Um. i own it on 4k it's the uncut version and it looked awesome (laughs) uh i think i watched it on like the normal blu-ray because i didn't have access to my 4k Uh player but in any case it still looked awesome and the it, it just looked great I think it's a very cool box. It's it's a 4K box, obviously, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And yeah, I love the movie a lot, so I'm definitely keeping this in my collection for sure.
1: I will keep it on my HBO Max list because I have a copy of it. But yeah, that this American Cycle is a great movie. American Cycle two. Uh, not, not so much. Um,
0: yeah, no, no. So I, I watched that on HBO Max because I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't intend to watch it at first, mm-hmm. uh, but then oh, I'm dude. just like, oh, I'm talking about American Psycho on the podcast, and like, it's right there. It's like, yeah, why not? I'll watch it. See how bad it is. And Oh, brother. It was... <laughs> dude. It was simultaneously worse than I was expecting, and also not as bad as I was expecting.
1: It's yeah, still bad. Yeah, I I think I was more disappointed in how it wasn't, like, like so bad it was good. Like, it was just kind of boring mm-hmm. and aimless. Like, it didn't even oh, try yeah. to capitalize. Because, like, movies like this try to capitalize on, like, a popular movie. So, like, you know, this is kind of capitalized on the Raise American Psycho. But I didn't really mm-hmm. do that because, like, it doesn't really follow that plot line, if that makes sense. Like, they, they have Patrick Bateman in it, quote-unquote. But then he gets cut off in, like, the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Well, see, that's something
0: that really pissed me off. So, like, as I said when we were talking about American Psycho, like, I'm of the opinion that it's all kind of in his head, Uh and so he's not actually doing all these killings. But then, like, within the first five minutes, it's just like, oh, we were with the serial killer, uh, Patrick Bateman. It's just like, (laughs) oh, great. (laughs) You have just straight up just made the first movie just – not cool uh, anymore you just you just you just made it literal and now it's lame it's just like and and then of course isn't it funny how like every time you see patrick bateman in this movie he's like in this big robe so yeah because he probably doesn't doesn't have the same physique as christian bale he has the ice mask over his face so bad you know, the one—the one, the ice mask he wore in one scene, oh my but they're God. using it to cover up his face because you know it's not Christian male. It's not
1: Because he's like, I don't want to be attached to this. Uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Meg, Meg Griffin from Family Meg Guys on this. I don't yeah. want to be attached to this. Uh, Will, William Shatner, the, uh, the guy that can't get over the fact that he was Kirk in this one thing. I don't want to be a part of this movie. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, and if this gives you any comfort, I don't know if you did any research on it, but it's not canon. I think the director of the movie said he, he, he confirmed that it's not canon. So, um. Well, I,
0: I heard it wasn't originally supposed to be a sequel to American Psycho, uh, which, one, I believe that, because why the fuck would you make a sequel to American right. Psycho? Yeah. But also, it's just like, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, you watch the movie, and it's just like... I almost got killed by Patrick Bateman but then I killed him and then the rest of the movie it has nothing to they do with Patrick with it, Bateman. But they mentioned him like, like
1: twice I think in, the, yeah. in the, of the movie but it had nothing to do with uh, Patrick exactly. Bateman. Exactly.
0: And it's literally just a stupid slasher movie with Mila Kunis just killing people because she wants to be a teacher's assistant. It's so just like stupid. What? this is is so, so stupid. Dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, I wouldn't have minded if it was admittedly a dumb B movie, but one, it's connected to American Psycho, so uh-huh. I'm kind of expecting a little more nuance, and two, right. it's not even funny bad. It's not like even funny I but...
1: know funny bad. Yeah. It, this is not funny this bad. Is not, this is not funny bad. I agree. And like, yeah. I, I got excited towards the climax, because uh, I remembered uh, there was a Family Guy episode where uh, Meg goes psycho on Brian because I, I think he, like, kissed her or something like that while he was drunk, and then he, like, she, like, goes crazy or something like that. And the, the mm-hmm. climax of the movie was kind of leading up to, like, that scene because, uh, like, the the final scene in that episode of Family Guy where he she um starts to go full psycho on, on Brian. And I thought that was something similar was going to happen with uh, Willem Shatner's dead body. But, like, no, it, he just she just blows it up in a car yeah. crash, and, and she somehow survives it. <laughs>
0: well, see, that's the funny thing. So, like... The movie tries to paint Mila Kunis as like this super badass serial killer, she's, she's akin that. to Patrick Bateman. No. But then it's like, okay, the the point of the original American Psycho was that. Patrick Bateman was a psychopath. He was crazy. Like we're we're not supposed to root for Patrick Bateman. Whereas this movie no. wants you to root for Mila Kunis. It's just like it's, it's so very stupid. very strange.
1: Now I'll admit, like I think the actors did okay for what they were given. I, I mean, they, these yeah. aren't like high profile actors. Like no one's going to be as as good as Kristen Bell wasn't in, mm-hmm. um, in that movie. But um, you know, just it, it just it just felt aimless. Like, I, I I don't know why this got made. It it, it just it. I, it it's, seems like
0: a scream ripoff, but it's trying to try. It's trying to cash in on American Psycho hype. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, like you said, it's aimless. Yeah. Like I don't know why it was made. Well, I do know why it was made money,
1: but yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, but <laughs> they,
0: they they could have tried a little bit a little harder more, to make yeah. it seem a little
1: less uh, scummy. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that was probably the worst move I can watch on a plane i was just i was struggling watching <laughs> that movie. you watched it on a plane yeah yeah i was telling you, i was telling them, th- you
0: know what this is a plane movie because yeah, it's it just is. one you're just like you know what i just want something stupid and dumb to
1: watch so yeah 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 i that was not a <laughs> good idea i should i don't know but um yeah i'm, I'm glad i watched it because i do need to watch more bad movies so <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just watch all the good ones. Absolutely.
0: 100%. Trust me. I am one to. I I am a bad film connoisseur. It (laughs) is very. uh, Look, I absolutely recommend people watch the good stuff. Absolutely. But you need to absolutely watch the bad stuff every once in a while, too, to really appreciate the good stuff. Absolutely. Right, right. Like. I mean I loved American Psycho beforehand but after watching American Psycho 2 All American Girl it's like I fucking love American <laughs> Psycho even more now. It's
1: no like, me too. No, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um god that's so bad. That's a bad movie. And that's such a bad tagline or uh subtitle All American Girl.
0: Well, that's the funny thing. So Letterbox calls it All American Girl, but then you but then you actually watch the movie and it literally is just called
1: American Psycho 2. So yeah. it's like <laughs> so that, uh, that goes towards the of this movie was made uh, as his own thing, and then they attached American Psycho onto it for money. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I 100 percent believe it now, was
0: not uh, not intentionally made as a sequel. Now first.
1: that I think about it, I don't think they actually said Pat, Patrick Bateman's name in in like a scene. It was all voiceover, so I feel like they dub over that. It might have been, you know. I yeah. mean, it is
0: just like the first scene where you see like yeah. this little girl tied up, and Patrick Bateman's like again from the side. You don't actually see his you don't face. See him yet. No. So yeah it, really. yeah, it did seem very like last minute. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, but I guess if you don't have any more to say about that, do you want to move on? No, I will never
0: <laughs> own this movie ever. Yeah. It's not going in my collection. It's not. A great film, so I would never want it in my collection, and it's not a film that's so bad it's good. I would ever want it in my collection. Yeah, so.
1: I, I agree. Same. <laughs> if I if I bought that movie or had the opportunity to buy, yeah, it. yeah, that's
0: why I'm glad I watched it on HBO Max. Yeah. So then I didn't actually have to pay anything. Like <laughs> right. it's it just comes with my subscription. Right, right. So, but it's okay. Let's move on to a movie that didn't get an unnecessary sequel. Uh, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Yeah yet the the other film bro movie he wanted to talk about today. Yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty funny i i didn't mention but like i feel like both these movies are very film bro-ish mm-hmm. but i mean they're they're still good movies whether or not they have like stigma against them they're still really great movies but anyway yeah, yeah. pulp fiction what did you think
1: well th- this movie i actually saw before when i was in high school um mm-hmm. and it's my second time watching it and you know the this is one of the greatest movies of all time that a lot of people like. Of course, I liked it. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. I probably liked it more when I was younger because I didn't really know how to uh how films work that as much well, as I do now. Um, not right. to say that my opinion of the movie changed that much, but like, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I text you on Discord, like, what else can I say about this movie besides like w- w- that other people haven't haven't already said? Like, Samuel Jackson is cool, Glenn Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he, he can write a script, he can direct a movie, you know, like this is, this is good. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. I yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like you said you wanted to lead it. So I can maybe, yeah. So
0: like... it, the Pulp Fiction is, I will admit, like, I feel like a lot of people do. It, it, it's one of those movies where it's kind of, it's, it's in the same ballpark as something like Citizen Kane, where mm-hmm. it's heralded as like one of the greatest ever like you 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 are born into we are both born into a world where like it's already had its heyday like we didn't discover this like we discovered the hype before we saw the movie right and i think that is difficult i think it's a shame that there are movies like that because it's just like you know i want to enjoy a movie more so than i want to enjoy its hype so it's but it's kind of hard because you are being told like this is like one of the greatest things ever made. I will say though, Pulp Fiction, even though I like it almost as kind of like I kind of have to like it mm-hmm. because it's so good, it's still really good. Yeah, like it's no. a very, very good film. Yeah, no, I yeah. definitely like it the more times I watch it, mm-hmm. and so. I think when I had first rated it on Letterboxd, like, years ago when I first got a Letterbox and I was, like, watching Pulp Fiction around that time, I was kind of, like, giving it a five-star rating just because I'm like, well, it's Pulp Fiction. Like, I kind of have to. Right. But, like, now that I've kind of gotten more comfortable with, like, how I rate movies, how I view films and stuff like that, like, I've kind of gotten more comfortable with how I rate stuff and stuff like that, I feel like, no – I do unironically love this movie. I think it has so much working for it. Like, I mean, there's a reason why there are so many people calling it the greatest movie of all time. Like, movies don't just be called the greatest things of all time over nothing. Like, there's a reason they get to that status. And Pulp Fiction, I mean, it's just, it's chock full of just so much. So, much like something like Citizen Kane... It's kind of simple in its yeah. story because it's because, like, what is it about? It's just like about a bunch of just like different perspectives of all these interesting characters as they essentially pull some gangster shit. Like, that's, right. that's like a very vague uh way of putting it, but that's essentially what it is. And it's right. obviously told out of order. That's an interesting aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, people are just like, oh, it's told out of order, like, you see there's that, I mean, there's the opening shot where, like, it's Honey Bunny and uh... uh I forgot his name, too. Hang on. Oh, fuck. What is Tim Roth's <laughs> character's name? It's like, no. So, Amanda Plummer is Honey Bunny. Right. Tim Roth is... Oh, fuck. This is embarrassing. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. Pumpkin, a... yeah. pumpkin, pumpkin. Yeah. Fuck. No, <laughs> That was good, embarrassing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so Honey Bunny and Pumpkin are, like, talking at the diner, and obviously you like before they uh before they pull out their guns like you actually see john travolta walk by them and you know because later on during the diner scene at the end like john travolta and samuel jackson are at that same diner right and that's like towards the end of the movie so like it's told out of order and that's really interesting like you see there's that scene where it introduces butch bruce willis's character Mm -hmm. and he's talking to marcellus wallace and that's a scene where like Samuel Jackson and John Travolta walk into the bar, and that's after the ending scene where like so that's after the diner scene, right? Right. But it's early on in the movie, so again, yeah. it's like told out of order. Like, there's a scene where John Travolta, spoiler alert, yeah, dies. Yeah,
1: he dies, and then he
0: comes, but then he comes back because like that was scene was because that scene happens before he dies, right. but it's just told out of order. Right. I am not smart enough to know why he put these out of order the way that he did i'm sure there's some way of knowing maybe he just did it randomly because he was just trying to be stylistic in any case i I think 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 it still works yeah
1: no it does and another thing that that, uh quinter does that's very unconventional is uh he breaks the show not tell rule which um that's Mm. something i wrote down 'Cause you know, I think one of the, the biggest thing we learn if you if you go to film school or if you work in a film is you need the show not tell. You know, you, you want to right. introduce easier audience into this world by showing how it works instead of like telling them like all all the what everything that the character is thinking and like, how this world works and all that stuff. But the way this movie is works or is written is they you you get to l- learn everything about these characters by their conversations, and it works yes. because they're interesting conversations. Like they're not just yes. talking about oh, like, I feel cold because like oh the uh, the heat is whatever. Like no, they're talking about like like uh the Big Mac and like what it's called what's called in France and things like like conversation that you would have with like uh, your friend or something like that and it, it you you mm-hmm. you're engaged when the, it, into it because like it it's like you're talking to your friend it's like you're listening to a podcast or something like that and then when mm-hmm. when the actual plot and I'm talking about the prelude to Vincent and, and Vincent and Marcellus his wife uh that's I think that's what I'm talking about where Samuel Jackson and, and uh and uh John Travolta are talking and then when when the scene actually starts where they actually do, do their job that kind of gives more weight to what they're doing, instead of it just starting at that point, um, which is yes. that's, that's just so brilliant. Like that, that's like how you can break the rules or know the rules and break them to make it work, uh, for for that one instance. And then like how you can um you can have characters that also go through arcs. You know, like uh, I think Vincent and uh Vincent and, and Butch's care or Butch uh have the biggest arcs that I can remember. I'm sure the other characters do as well. But I, I like how Butch, in particular, he starts off as this character who uh, doesn't really have a lot of respect from, like, uh, Marcellus or, like, the, the body killer, or not body killer, the hitman. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, his 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 arc is kind of, like, gaining that respect back, you know? Like, I think Marcellus tells him to, he's a box Butch is a boxer, and Marcellus tells him to uh, to lose the, that match so he can get more money. And Marcellus is like, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna... I'm gonna win, and I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna kill that guy. He didn't. He didn't know he killed the guy uh, until after their match was over. But he still did it. Yes. Um. And then like he um obviously he's trying to get out of town because you know he he just pissed off probably the biggest gangster in L. A. So he's trying to yes. leave. But then he goes back to get his watch because that, that was important to him. And uh, he almost gets caught by by Vincent. Um, but then you know he kills him. <laughs> great scene. <laughs> yeah, great that was a great scene. scene. It's also very cool that you just kill off a main character in such a a, a anti climactic way like that. But it also builds up uh, Butch's character because in in the uh, first scene when we see Butch and Vincent interact with each other, Vince kind of like disrespects him. And uh, and and when uh, we he kills him in in the that next scene when they're together, that's kind of a power move on Vincent because now mm-hmm. he kind of like you know uh, uh, he. Up, uh, one up, uh, Vincent by killing him in such a anticlimactic way, if that makes sense. Um, did he? He didn't kill Marcellus though, because no, 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 Vincent, then, Vincent, Vincent.
0: Vincent. He's sorry, because remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, Vincent, yeah, right, Vincent. right, 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 right. Yeah, when he, when he, yeah, when he goes back for the watch and he shoots Vincent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Okay. So to clar- to clarify,
1: yeah. To clarify, uh, there is an interaction between Vincent and Butch where Vincent kind of like I don't remember what he says, but he kind of like. Uh, talks to Butch like he has a chip on his shoulder. Like, he, he kind of, like, mm-hmm. um, disrespects him in, in kind of a way. And then, like, the, uh, the next scene where they're together, he kills him. Uh, Butch kills Vincent in a anticlimactic way. And that kind of, like, you know, it one-ups Butch's character because, uh, you know, um, he he killed Vincent. <laughs> Is yeah. it, am I making sense? I don't think I'm making any sense.
0: I, no, I, you know what? I honestly absolutely agree there is something there yeah again, i'm not smart enough to know because i mean I'm i've only either. seen this movie a handful of times if yeah. i've seen it like a billion times i probably would be able to figure out like i'm sure there's like little details that i'm missing because like you know you can only pick up so much right um i mean i noticed this time around like there's a reason why there's that scene so there's the there's the christopher walken scene <laughs> which is to like kind of set up Butch's watch right to really set up like why this watch is important like why he gets so pissed off at his girlfriend for leaving it why he goes out of his way back to his apartment risking his life for it why he ends up in the hillbilly's gun shop and then gets gagged and almost brutally raped like why he's going through all of this for a watch it's like because it's a family heirloom and he respects it like christopher walken even says like this is your birthright it's just like (laughs) like that really connects bruce willis's character butch to this watch like that just shows you how important this watch is and it's just like some people would go through all this trouble for something as minuscule as a watch right but i mean it leads to a wacky adventure because right. he just he kills vincent vega he goes to his apartment he again he ends up he ends up in this weird hillbilly shop right. and gets gagged it's just yeah. like yeah like not, yeah would you, had I not known about it through pop culture, I would have never guessed he would have ended up there. Like, no, they just enter no. into this random shop, and then the little <laughs> Billy with the gun's just like, well, well. <laughs> it's just like, you could have never predicted that.
1: Yeah, and same thing, like, I, I love that this movie, I'm glad you mentioned it, because I love uh, another thing I love about this movie is how unconventional it is. Like, I think I wrote down that this movie feels like an anthology series, like, like a Black Mirror or, like, a... Mm-hmm whatever enter an anthology series here cuz can not think of any, anything else but like it, it, well it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. i mean i, I and mean,
0: because i intentionally think this there's the simpsons episode 22 short films about springfield mm-hmm. which is an intentional homage to pulp, pulp fiction, fiction. Oh, I seen like that. there's a i mean there's a scene where the characters of snake and chief wiggum End up in Herman's gun shop, oh, and he no. holds them hostage by having them in ball gags and stuff like that. Oh, I, gotta,
1: I gotta watch that episode. I need to. One day, I'm gonna binge watch all of the Simpsons. I, I, I've yeah, done that's it. the steamed hams episode. So. Oh, is it? Oh,
0: yeah. No, that's because that's one of the segments. Is when it comes back from commercial break.
1: That's oh, when Chalmers that. goes over to uh Skinner's house. And he's like, "Well, Seymour, I made it." See, this is why I'm on culture. I'm, I'm so glad that you let me on this podcast, so I can show everyone how on culture I am. but yeah no
0: i mean i mean i'm a huge simpsons nut like i know every simpsons episode from seasons one through eight like the back of my hand so don't worry if you
1: i get it but i'm just so um but yeah but back to pulp fiction um you you, i i do love how how this this movie with its stories uh is not afraid to like go and like twists and turns that you weren't Mm -hmm. expecting like uh, you have an example with uh with um the uh, the hillbillies, um, with uh, in the Gold Watch short. Uh I, I also noticed that it did it with the uh, with the continuation of Vincent and uh Jules Jules's uh story, uh where mm-hmm. they take uh, Phil Philomaris' character, which by the way, Phil Amara's in the, in a movie and he's acting and he's not yeah. like voicing a character. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Yeah, no, he's yeah. not.
0: He's he, yeah, I know him for his voice acting, and yeah. he's just here. Like he's not playing Samurai
1: Jack or Hermes no. from Futurama. Yeah, he's, yeah, just he's just there. He's just there, and he's, he's not there for long because <laughs> he gets yeah, killed. No. But like it, it's funny because like um, <laughs> it happens so suddenly. Like you, you yes. think it's all done, and like they, they they take this guy, and I don't know where they're gonna take him. Uh, Phil Mar's character, but like uh, Vincent starts talking to him, and all of a sudden he just he's dead. Like he absolutely yeah. shoots him. And then yeah, it takes well, You gotta detour. have an opinion, man. Bam! It's yeah. Just like, whoa! <laughs> whoa, Like, and that struck me the first time I watched it. I was like, wow, that can happen? Like, it can yeah. just kill people off? And, like, it yeah. has no consequence. Or it has consequence because, like, they explore those consequences by, like, uh, going to another person's house. Uh, Quentin yeah, Tarantino's because they go to Jimmy's house and then Jimmy's they gotta home. call up the wolf. It's is so funny. Like, it's, it's like... It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't... Like, they, they take this detour and it's, like, it's so funny and entertaining. Like, how do they... How did he think of that? Like that's so it's like yeah. it's like such a random thing that like a real life thing to happen. Or not a real life thing, but it feels so like it's so unexpected, you know? Like Yeah, exactly. They make another story around that. It's just so clever. And then it all wraps back up to the to the uh first scene when they go to that diner. Um yeah. it's just
0: it, Which is another part of it. Where it's Yeah. Like it's like when Sam Jackson was like holding the gun up in the diner and he's just like look i've had a really rough morning and it's just like yeah because you went to the the guys originally to get the briefcase then you had to go to jimmy's house to clean up uh fucking phil lamar's character the yeah. wolf showed up and now you're here at a restaurant that's being held up for a robbery yeah it's, just like, it's just like what yeah. a crazy sequence of events
1: yeah like it, it, it's just it, it's like the reasons, reasons like that are like, uh, sorry, think, little things like that are a reason why this movie is considered to be the greatest of all time. Because like no other yeah. movie can do that except Pulp Fiction. Now, mm-hmm. saying all that, I've seen a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies, but I don't think this will be, be my favorite just because it is mm-hmm. so unconventional. It is so uh, all over the place, but it's mm-hmm. so it does it so well. Like, um, yes, and the acting, oh my god, the acting so good. This is, I know for a fact, I I, I can't. Say it for sure, but I know for a fact this is probably Samuel L. Jackson's best role. This is probably his most iconic role. He has so many good lines in this. Like he, he just yeah. his character is so charismatic and cool. Like this is like Samuel. This is the most Samuel L. Jackson movie you probably can can have. And I haven't yeah. seen all lot movie. I haven't seen all Samuel L. Jackson movies, but this is probably like when I, when I think of Samuel L. Jackson, I think of this character. And I, also I like think that, this character too. I yeah. think Jules as well. Yeah, yeah. And I I also think he has a good arc, kind of like Butch, where it's it, it's not like as well both of them aren't really as plus flex- uh, a very plus they're kind of more implied but I do like mm-hmm. how he kind of starts off as this badass uh hitman and then he kind of questions his place in the world when uh he almost gets killed and then he has this whole epiphany uh throughout the entire that entire uh story and it, it culminates into that the final confrontation with Jules and that Robert with pumpkin um, yeah, and it's just, and he's just
0: like he just decides
1: like I'm just gonna walk the earth. Yeah, like it's so it's so good. <laughs> like yeah, no, it, it is. all this by breaking the rules by telling an unconventional story or telling it in an unstructured way and by breaking the so don't tell rule. Like, it's just you can't. <laughs> like yeah. I think that what will make this movie like like this like unholy like witchcraft movie is if it was all done in one take. <laughs> I mean, that, oh, that, that would be impossible. Dude, that would be so but, impossible. But was... if they could pull it off, that would be like, this. this uh, people would be like having pitchforks at uh, Quentin Tarantino's house, trying to burn him at the yeah. stake. <laughs> like, yeah, cause cause it, that would like, make it How like, could you do this? Exactly. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. but no, like, this movie is great. Like, it is, I can see why it's the best movie of all time. I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie. I wouldn't even say mm-hmm. it would be my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie when I see the rest of them. But this yeah. is definitely, like, a, a great movie. Like, I, I, I yeah. think. It speaks for itself, honestly. It's Pulp Fiction. Like, <laughs> you say that name, and it's like, oh, that's a good movie. Like, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: I think I definitely do consider it a favorite. It is definitely in my favorites list on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. It is a movie I've given five stars. Yeah. And I feel like at first it was out of obligation just to be like, oh, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Right. But I do like it a lot, like, watching it again. Like, that scene when Samuel Jackson and... John Travolta are in that apartment and they're like interrogating those guys and just little things. How like when Phil Lamar tries to speak up, tries to say something and Samuel Jackson goes, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. And just like every line he has in that scene is just so quotable, but like also just like little things like I realize this time around like there's that scene when well there's that segment where John Travolta takes Uma Thurman out to dinner Mm -hmm. and like there's the scene where he's at Eric Stoltz's place uh because he's at the drug dealer's place and it's just like oh you could just view it as like oh he's just stopping by this drug dealer's place and it's a great scene because like the way they interact how like um John Travolta's just like some dickless piece of shit keyed my car and the drug dealer's like, "What? That's <laughs> fucked up, man." Like they're just having like a conversation. Yeah, yeah. But that's a great way to set up later in the story when like Uma Thurman discovers like the German cocaine that he that he has. Right. She snorts it starts ODing and so then he has to take her to Eric Stoltz's place and that's great like you set up you set up the drugs and you set up the place so then later on in the story you can go back to that place and it all like kind of connects to each other
1: yeah like, like this, it's not this,
0: just a random scene like, yeah, there's there's yeah. a reason that it's there and I like that
1: yeah like this is just a like, every 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 second of this movie is like is, is important it it, it t- will tie back to Something else that you need to remember later. I, I love movies mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it's just, oh, absolutely, yeah. Like it, this is just a great movie. And yeah, I, yeah. And so, I probably so like it more after talking about it. Like it's, it's just realizing yeah. how good it actually was. But uh, what were we better say? That's
0: the that's the power of movie podcast, baby. Yeah. You, you <laughs> get
1: to talk it out. Yeah,
0: I need to do more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but yeah. absolutely. So I do own a Pulp Fiction on. A collector's edition DVD. So, this is not one I own on Blu ray or 4K. It Mm -hmm. probably should be. But the reason I own this on DVD is because the collector's edition kicks ass, man. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember like DVD collections back in the day. Yeah. Um, Kind (laughs) of. And actually, so uh, on an earlier episode of the podcast, I talked about Memento with Mordo. Mm -hmm. And that was. A, also a dvd that i own of memento that's a collector's edition and it's like designed to be like this portfolio for the main character leonard shelby mm. and like it's just like this really cool intricately intricately detailed dvd casing right and it's the same thing for pulp fiction so it's just like two disc uh, collector's edition it has, like, this pamphlet with all this information about the movie. You get all these special features upon special features. They even have a Jack Rabbit Slim's menu oh, in wow. this collector's edition. So, really cool. obviously, the diner that they go to in mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. they have... Yeah, I'm not kidding. They have a menu. They have hamburgers <laughs> listed here, sandwiches, salads, beverages, desserts. It's, they got That's everything really cool. here. You, it's like, you, you gotta, didn't you have to do to me, this. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, you didn't have to do this. Yeah, like, no. wh- who includes a menu for a fake restaurant right. for a movie? But like, right.
1: I'm glad they did because right.
0: it's really cool.
1: Yeah. So I'm surprised because like everything you said. Like, I've I've seen. I don't know if you you've seen like unboxing of like uh, collectors edition for video games or anything like that. But those are things that you would see in, like Collector's editions of video games. There's a mm-hmm. YouTuber that I don't really watch, but I've seen like thumbnails for his videos before where he you know, he unboxes. Uh, collector editions of, of various video games he did one for um gotham knights which i don't know if you heard but that game isn't the greatest uh, i'm but, not much of a gamer but i have heard it's not great and yeah I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah well great i don't have to play it yeah i'm mean, yeah. I mean, gonna play it anyway yeah yeah <laughs> um but like uh they the in the in the story you know batman's dead and uh the you know the oh his, great his I'm porridge, interested already his protege <laughs> is uh, take up or trying to take up the mantle of, of Batman and the people that supposedly supposedly killed Batman and Bruce Wayne whatever is the the uh, Court of Owls and uh in the collector's edition that he unboxed you actually get a pamphlet of oh actually, no no no, no. you you get a newspaper article of Ooh. um of uh like the report of Bruce Wayne and Batman being dead in a quarter hours in it. Um, I don't know why I missed the core hours, but it's, it's that newspaper article that's similar to that mini where they didn't have to do it, especially for a game like God's Knights, which yeah. is not that great. And It even has like spoilers in the, in the in the newspaper article, so like it's really something you need to read after you beat the game. But um, yeah. like it, it that's it, interesting. Yeah, like no, like that, that's cool that that movies did that back in the day, and and uh, mm-hmm. like even I don't know when that collector's edition was made, but like the fact that they made that, like I'm guessing maybe '90s, or early 2000s. Probably, like, early to mid-2000s, yeah, honestly, because that's when DVDs
0: were still, like, popular enough, and Uh Blu-rays hadn't really taken over. And Blu-rays still haven't taken over, because, you know, they still make DVDs. Right, Because even though DVDs were popular in the 2000s, like, so they were so popular that they overtook the VHS market, but Blu-rays were expected to overtake the DVDs, but they never did. Mm. Now... The frustrating thing with Blu-rays is you do get collector's editions, but a uh, friend of the pod, William, has talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason a lot of 4Ks and Blu-rays don't have as interesting, like, uh, special features or, like, box sets is because the movies are much bigger files on these discs. Like, the reason they're, like, you know, because they're, lo- they're much higher quality on right, Blu-rays, and especially right. 4K. Like, mm-hmm. the-, the quality is so much better, but it's a lot bigger. So you don't have as much room for like these special editions and special features, which, you know, damned if you do damned, if you don't like, (laughs) you know, that's why I started this podcast is because I'm trying to make sense of my movie collection. But you know what? I think this is such an impressive DVD and honestly, even watching the DVD, it looks great. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not much of a snob when it comes to quality when it comes to discs so mm-hmm. i think it still looks awesome on you know dvd quality so that's good. i'm 100 yeah. keeping this pulp fiction collector's edition dvd yeah.
1: and i'm keeping it on my uh hbo max list and I, if it's still on netflix i'll keep it on my, net, my netflix <laughs> i think it's off netflix that's the first that's actually the first place i watched it was on netflix and then uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's probably
0: where I watched it yeah. one of the first times, too, was Netflix. Yeah. Which, it's not on anymore. Yeah, it's not. Okay.
1: But I, out, of, out of curiosity, where did you find this collector's edition of the DVD? Oh,
0: pff, sometimes I remember where I got things and sometimes I don't. I'm going to take an educated guess and say, I think I got it at, a, at this specific store in New York City. Oh. So I've been to this place a couple of times. It's this place called Book Off, and it's near Times Square in New York City. So shout out to them. Although, <laughs> I will say, I did go back a couple months ago to them, and it just wasn't as impressive. Oh, uh, that's a, that's but they they do have a wide selection, but, I mean, they have, like, a lot of stuff there. But I'm more of a fan of my local shops, uh, but still, I did find this Pulp Fiction DVD. I think I found it there like years and years ago. And I think this was the first time I actually watched it on this DVD. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad I did because, yeah. I mean, now I know for sure I'm keeping this because it's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction is, is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know, go watch it we probably spoiled the heck out of it but like you still watch it like yeah
0: I think I was still spoiled for it when I before I watched it but yeah. I still enjoyed it it's one of those movies that even though I was spoiled before watching
1: it I still thoroughly enjoyed it yeah 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 I yeah um yeah i I, I agree I, I think I've seen other movies where I was spoiled for I can't think of them now but like I still enjoyed it watching it instead of like you know mm-hmm. if I didn't if that make if that makes sense. Anyway, uh, I, yeah. I I I I when I don't have a script, I, I kind of like I don't make sense, but <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. This is the podcast form format. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it is a lot of it is just ums and ahs, <laughs> I've yeah. noticed. But you know, it's it's a hell of a lot easier to edit. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet it. I bet it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's American Psycho, Pulp Fiction, and. American Psycho, Psycho 2, two for like five minutes. American Psycho <laughs> two,
1: baby, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't make it that mean. Yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> don't, don't No, no, definitely not. All right,
0: Perry, uh, shout
1: out your stuff, plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, that's a great question. So YouTube, uh, you know, Agent P three, uh, Twitch is kind of, not Twitch. Twitter is kind of weird right now. Uh, you can still follow mm-hmm. me there. Uh, same thing. I think it's at. Hang on, let me make sure before I say it it is at no that's not my twitter hang on it's at <laughs> agent p underscore three um which is sh- if you go to my youtube channel you, sh- you can look at it and I also stream on twitch uh which is that should be just agent p underscore three or something like that I don't know agent p three you, you'll, you'll find me and I'll, I'll get how to put the links in there I also uh, have a second channel um that I also stream on uh for youtube I think it's called HNP three plus. So I don't. I haven't really posted it that much yet, but I will be streaming there soon, and I also have some other cool stuff. So uh, I'll look out for that. But uh, yeah, I think that's all. I I had the plug. Uh, thank you, Hal, for having me on. Um, I really appreciate oh. uh talking to you. Like this is this is fun. Yeah, dude,
0: this was awesome. I. Yeah. Loved having you on. You could, you know, you can always come back on anytime. I say that's all my guests. Oh, no, for sure. I probably sure, yeah. haven't, but I, you know what? If I never said that to you, any guests <laughs> out there, I apologize. You can come on anytime. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I'm waiting uh, for James to come case. back on, the, yeah. on the, for the fifth time.
0: Yeah, no, totally. No, I had, this was awesome. I really appreciated having to talk about these movies. I'm glad I was able to. Talk about them in this episode, and now I know for sure I'm definitely keeping both of them, so yeah, that's important.
1: Well, I'm so. glad I'm glad to help you make this decision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to all of you out there listening. I really appreciate uh, the listeners, the followers, the subs, what have you. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some videotapes to return. Video <laughs>
1: Just for not sure what